Hi, everyone. I'm Mel Butcher. And I'm Michelle Redfern. And we're behind the Lead to Soar podcast. We've got a couple really fun things to share with you. And the first thing we want to share is our colleague, Susan Colantuno. She started a podcast called Be Business Savvy. Be Business Savvy. We highly recommend it. And it's a short form podcast where you hear directly from Susan. It's like having a friendly mentor in your ear. So check her out at BeBusinessSavvy.com. Over to you, Michelle. Thanks, Mel. Well, two exciting things from me, along with Be Business Savvy. Number one, The Leadership Compass. My very first book is due for release on March 26, 2024. You can find out more about The Leadership Compass, what it's all about. Of course, it'll be your ultimate guide if you're an ambitious woman leader. You can find more about that at michelleredfern.com. And hand in hand with the Leadership Compass book is the Leadership Compass boot camps. I'm going to do one boot camp a quarter for 2024 for just six women at a time. And you'll be working through in three weeks. So, yes, it's short, sharp, and high impact. All of the elements from the Leadership Compass and my 40 years of executive experience. So, you'll cover BQ, EQ, and SQ, and you will be positioned to have a career that soars. Again, you can find out about the boot camps at michelleredfern.com, leadtosoar.com, or if you can't find any of that, just drop us a line and we'll point you in the right direction. You're listening to Lead to Soar, bringing women the best career advice and mentorship from around the world. Lead to Soar is a production of a career that soars. Learn more at leadtosoar.com. The Lead to Soar podcast is recorded in many places across the world. In Australia, it's recorded on the lands of the Wadawurrung, Wurundjeri and Boon people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past and present for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures and the hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples across the nation. We also pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. Michelle, I'm so happy to join you again for another episode of Lead to Soar. Me too, Mel. And this is a a really great episode for for us to record today. And I'll I'll explain why in terms of timing in a moment. I mean, we're talking about crossroads and I think that's an ever prevalent topic, but especially because of everything we've been going through as a society, a global society over the last couple of years. So tell us, what have you been hearing from women over these last few years, Michelle? What I hear, and I want to put some context around it. So when I first started talking and writing about this subject, it was in the context of the new year, the new calendar year. And I had a particular year where Christmas break had finished, we're into a new calendar year. And I just had a little rush of women talking to me about the fact that they went, oh my God, it's a new year. I'm supposed to have goals and oh man, I just, I have no idea what to do, who I am, whatever. And I just feel like I'm just stuck. And I wrote about it at the time and I tend to write a version or talk about a version of, of the crossroads at the beginning of each calendar year because it seems to be a subject that, that comes up. Now, 
as you you've rightly pointed out, Mel, overlay that with with almost two years of a global pandemic and working and living in ways that we have never done before. And yeah, it's a it's a really women stuck or women at a at a set of crossroads, going, where do I go? What do I do? How do I? What am I going to change this year? I don't know what to do. This this is the this is what women tell me. And as you've heard from these women, is there a theme that comes through or perhaps themes? Yeah. So things that I hear regularly is things like, well, I've had my holiday. I've had my annual holiday over the Christmas break and i got to go back to work and I'm dreading it. I'm just, I don't feel happy. And it's more than just, oh man, I've had a great holiday and now I've got to go back to work. This is, I'm really dreading going back to work. Or, oh wow, I am, my head is exploding because there are so many possibilities or so many pathways I could take this year and I don't know which one to take. <laughs> or the opposite, my head is exploding because I don't see any pathways for me. I just see the same old, same old stretching out in front of me. Or, and and I'll confess I've been one of these, like, I don't have any goals. I don't know what goals to set. Everyone's telling me I need to have goals. And, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram and they're saying my passion should be this and my purpose is that. And I've got, you know, should have goals and be really clear about how I want to slay the world this year. I don't know what to do, Michelle. I don't have any goals. I don't know what I want to do. And I know I should. They're the themes, well, recurring themes that I, I tend to come up with or hear. I want to talk about time, pull that time piece of it out for a moment. So making time for ourselves can feel impossible when we're blessed to have full lives. So Michelle, give us some tough love here. What do women need to hear right now about creating time and taking charge of their schedule? So the tough love is that if you don't do it, no one else is going to, and you are going to be a, you're going to be a recipient of everyone else's priorities. So, you know, it's a little bit like people I've said before, for those of you who get up first thing in the morning and go to work and do emails as your first priority, well, you're actually, you're delivering on it on everyone else's action list except your own. So, you know, that's bullshit. And so the, the, the tough love here is, is if you don't take charge of your own time, then who the hell else is going to? Now I get that these are, oh, I'm going to use the unprecedented word, these are unprecedented times. And, you know, we're potentially facing another year of restrictions and, you know, remote schooling and doing everything virtually and what have you. But the reality is there's one great equality in the world. That is that there are 24 hours in the day. Every single person has 24 hours in the day. Now I'm going to caveat that with, I am a very privileged person who has the opportunity to use my time as I see fit. But rule of thumb, eight hours for working, eight hours for sleeping, eight hours discretionary space. How are you planning to use that time this week. So I want women to say, I'm going to take charge of my time. And that is not being selfish. It is actually about being efficient and it's about being known as someone who can get shit done. And it's about being known as someone who is planned, someone who can meet deadlines, whatever. And you can't do that if you don't plan. So I want you to stop, I want you to breathe, and I want you to then reflect, how am I using my time to achieve and sustain my extraordinary goals for my life well lived. And that means you've got to do it. It's as simple as that. No one else is going to do this for you. 
I want to insert a couple of practical little tools here that maybe you want to try these if you haven't. There's a couple of apps that I really like that help me with time. One I want to share is called ScreenZen. ScreenZen is an app to help you deflect mindless scrolling. So it helps you bring awareness to how often you're engaging with social media. That's one you could consider. Another app that you can get, it's also free but I think it has some in-app purchases is called Forest. So spelled just like forest with trees and everything. And this is an app about focusing on the right tasks. So there's a little timer and you get to pick out a tree and you plant your tree and set your timer. And as long as you don't navigate away from the app in your phone, the tree will thrive and it'll be grown and become part of your forest if you make it to the end of your timer, right? If you if you digress and you navigate away and you do something else on your phone, then your tree dies and you have a dead tree in your forest. So wow. it's a fun little <laughs> app and I love it. And then the last one I want to mention is the UCLA Mindfulness app. And this is a free app you can download that has some really basic meditation and mindfulness things that you can listen to. It's also connected to their mindfulness podcast. But let's spring off from there for a moment, Michelle. Talk to our listeners about why mindfulness is important. I mean, it's important to our lives, but particularly in the context of this crossroads discussion. So I am a big fan of mindfulness. Now, I I use mindfulness meditation and like you, I use apps to do that. It develops observer muscles. So it's not just about clearing your mind of all thoughts. I, for people who can actually do that, I don't know if anyone actually can. I, I admire you. I cannot. But it's about practicing an activity that focuses your attention on one thing. It may be your own breath. So I do a lot of breath work and it helps your ability to, to observe yourself. So iPhone apps like the one you've talked talked about. I use Calm. And for, for those of you in, a, in Australia, there's Smiling Mind, which is also free, but it helps you to practice thinking about one thing. Now, there are all, there are all sorts of different ways. So I also, I, I love Pilates and I love Pilates because it helps me strengthen my body and what have you, but also I've got to concentrate. And when I concentrate on what I've got to do in Pilates, I'm concentrating on one thing at the time. So it reduces the monkey mind. It reduces that ding, 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 you know, like the pin ball machine because my head is like a pinball machine a lot of the time. I'm ding, ding, ding from, you know, 50 lemon tabs open on my Mac and, you know, things like that. So it helps you to do that and it actually helps you to then think about, well, it helps the it helps the practice of reflection and reflective activities, which is a kind of a nice segue into another practice that I think is very, very useful and it helps to mitigate the, oh my God, I'm at crossroads and where do I go from here? This is about knowing yourself. Stop, breathe, reflect. Now, reflective activity, I know that a lot of people go, oh no, I don't want to do a gratitude journal and I, you know, I don't want to do meditation. Well, no. Well, I, I, my answer to that is I want you to stop and think about what's got you here. I want you to stop and think about where you want to go next. Even if you don't think you know, if you stop and think about it, you will you will know. And even if it's something about, you know, I want to be able to have better sleep, I want to, you know, eat better, or I want to get the promotion, whatever it may be. But when you stop and think about what are the things that have formed me, shaped me and taught me to get me to where I am right now, what am I grateful for? But what no longer serves me? What have I got to stop doing? What have I got to continue doing? And what have I got to start doing? And 
mindfulness meditation or mindfulness activities, stop, breathe, reflect. This is buying time, buying time for you so that you can basically, and I'm going to use the, you know, defrag your head. Yes, I'm old enough to know about computers that used to have to be defragged, but it's about sorting, sorting all of the stuff that's probably jumbled up for you right now in your thoughts and feelings and not dismissing them or getting rid of them, but sorting them into more easily manageable piles. And then you can start thinking, well, what, what are the themes that are occurring? So I guess the, you know, the reflection piece, stop, breathe, reflect. And the stop is right. I've got to make time. So coming back to what we first started, how am I going to prioritize myself and what it is? Am I going to get, let life happen to me or am I going to live a life well lived by planning it? Breathe. So just get yourself into a state of, you know, I, I'm receptive to ideas and thoughts and what have you, whether it's meditation, whether it's a long walk, whether it's Pilates, you know, breathe, stop and then reflect. Where have I come from? Where am I now? What no longer serves me? What must I do more of? What must I do less of? Just that alone can help bring some clarity to what's it time for now. And whether it's what's it time for in the next week, the next month, the next year, or the next 10 years, that will happen. Part of what I'm hearing you say is learning to recognize the choice that we have. We have lots of choices that we can make every single day. And when we're coming from a place where our life is so full that our energy is kind of running in constant frenetic and we're burning ourselves out, it's difficult when you're in that sort of headspace to recognize that you even have the choice to calm down for a moment. And Mm -hmm. what Michelle and I are trying to get out in part here is that you will be able to make better choices if you make the space to do that. Stop, breathe, and reflect. So it's kind of worst case scenario. But one of the things that I've seen recently with the pandemic is particularly women in in STEM fields really getting to a burnout point, you know, between their work and caring for kids at home and the challenges that they've run into in their own career progress. I'm seeing some women get to this point where they're about ready to throw their entire career away. And if you're one of those women, we'd like to help you step away from the brink and find some space to breathe and think so that we can maybe help you or at least help you create the space to make the decisions that are best for you and perhaps your families when it comes to your career and your livelihood. I'm Mel Butcher, and I want to talk to you about Project Best Self. Project Best Self is a goal-setting and habit-formation-intensive Together, we'll get clarity on our goals, set up the systems we need to be successful in those goals, and provide support to one another in our cohort in this intensive. I'd love to see you inside Project Best Self. Come join us. Learn more under the courses section inside A Career That Soars. The subject of burnout, we have discussed with one of our members, Peter Sitchev, who is the author of a book on called My My Beautiful Mess. So uh, episode 32, and Peter talked about the fact as, as a survivor of, of burnout uh, and pretty significant burnout about the fact that she didn't recognize it until it was too late. And, you know, she the key piece of advice that I remember her, her talking, well, she gave us such so many pieces of advice is do what you love. Now, I'm not suggesting that you throw your role in if you 
you don't love it at the moment. But you've got to, what do you love? What do you love to do? And if you can't ask, answer that question, and this is where one of, I wrote about this some time ago and I've talked about it. A doctor asked me once when I went to her saying, I want sleeping tablets because I'm not sleeping and I'm stressed and what have you. She said, all right, write down five things. Tell me five things you love. And I'm going, what? Give me the damn tablets. And she said, nope. You go away, come back in a week with a list of five things that you love, and then we'll talk about whether you need tablets or not. And I went home and thought, oh, for God's sake, I was furious and went to write down what I loved. And of course, what could I do? I couldn't write it. I think I wrote one thing down and it was bullshit. And I went, oh my God. And of course, I had lots of tears and what have you. And I went back and I said, I don't know what I love. She was, yeah, bingo. You have no idea who you are. You have no idea what you want. You have no idea about yourself. You've got to know yourself before we start filling you up with goodness knows what else. So, you know, for, for our listeners, I want you to think about what do you love and do it more? And it might be as simple as, I really love taking the dog for a walk on my own with the headphones on or not. Yeah, you know, whatever it might be. And just do do it twice a week. Oh, my then, gosh. You know, whatever. And can I say that also that it could be something at work. It could Absolutely. be something yeah. that, you know, that you don't associate with your job title. It could be, hey, I love mentoring this younger staff member or staff members, and I'm going to set aside time to interact with them. Yep. In my last role, which I absolutely hated in the corporate world, I knew, but I knew I couldn't make a, a move at that point for a range of reasons, not least of which was that I was you know, going to start a business. There were two things that I loved. Number one, I loved my team. I loved them and I still love them. They are the most amazing group of people. So we would have three hours together every month for our team time. And I've talked about that in, in other episodes. So that was number one. And I loved it. The second thing that I loved was all of the diversity, equity, inclusion work that I was involved in. I was on a diversity council. I led the, the disability council. I was the, the chair and I loved that work. So I really focused on that. So finding what you love and doing it, and but also stopping to recognize, I love this. This brings me joy and doing it. But And then saying, well, okay, and there's some other crap that we have to do in life that, yeah, okay, whatever, but find what you love and do more of it or be mindful to say this, I'm now spending an hour on doing something that I love. This brings me joy. I am grateful. I love this. You know, it's like when I walk down, I'm pointing here, listeners, but of course you can't see. When I walk down by the harbour here where I where I live in, in the Melbourne CBD, every time I walk by that harbour, I go, I love this. I love this view. I love this walk. This brings me joy. I say it to myself every single time. And it just is so great. So find what you love. You've got to, You've actually got to be deliberate about this. No one else is going to do this for you. And if you're struggling to find a place to start, go on to your music app of choice and listen to a song called Gratitude by Laundrell. Oh, so I'm going to write one of that my favorites down. Lately. Awesome. So Mel, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a, a little bit preachy now because I'm. Th- there might be some people going, oh yeah, it's all very well for you, Michelle. You're a mature woman. You've spent a lot of time. You're you're, you're privileged. You know, you, you have choices that perhaps I don't. So I, I'm, I, I do acknowledge listeners that I have the benefit of a lot of years on the earth. <laughs> I have learned the hard way about getting this stuff right. But I'm also recognizing I don't want to be preachy to you. But Mel, I, I want to I want to talk about how we help women carve out time in a career that soars. 
we carve out time for them. So I'm going to switch it around and come back to you. Yesterday, we spent some time discussing a book in a career that soars. We had the very first book discussion for 2022, interestingly, on Atomic Habits, which is just an awesome book. And I made the confession that's the first time I've ever been to a book discussion. Oh my God, Mel, I loved it. But what was it like with those that that reasonably large group of women? What do you think in the context of what we're talking about? What do you think happened there? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. So when I'm facilitating something like that, something like a book discussion, I really see my role as creating space for people to reflect. And what I hope to do is draw out some of the things that people have learned as they're reading the book. And in this case, also things that people are challenged by. Because, you know, as you've said, when it comes to something like speaking up and asking questions, it's really similar in this context where if you've struggled with something or you're currently struggling with something, there's a really good chance somebody else in the group is as well. And they could benefit from hearing that they're not alone. I I found it so liberating. Now, hello, people. I'm, I'm kind of the, you know, supposedly the expert here, but I'm going, I found it so liberating to talk with, with other women and peers about the stuff that really works for me, but also the stuff that I'm struggling with. And I found it so extraordinarily gratifying to hear ideas and thoughts of other women. And the clarity that I gained from having that conversation with that group of women beautifully facilitated by you, Mel, was just awesome. But you know what? That group of women, because we made, we decided to show up. So we put ourselves first. Oh, book discussion. I'm going to book club. I always think about, you know, Good Girls, the the series about the women who go to book club, but really they're off murdering people. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other aside. But anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to book club. What is that really about? We were collegiate. We were learning from each other. We were networking strategically. And I just, this is about, this is putting myself first, prioritizing what makes me happy and brings me joy, but also giving me tools that I can live a life well lived and have a career that soars with. It was, I think it's it's such a great example of one hour a month, one hour out of, how many hours in a month, Mel? I can't do the mental arithmetic. I should know that. Lots. Lots, One of, hour lots of hours, right? <laughs> yeah. But the feedback we got from those women, they, was, they were uplifted, they were motivated. They then made plans to do stuff and to change behaviours that were going to bring them, going to give them fulfilment and also importantly, get their work done much, much more effectively. So anyway, slight detour there in conversation, but really important one. Shameless plug, we are looking at doing monthly book discussions like that. And of course, we'll be focusing on things that that help us grow as people and professionals. So we'll hope to see you at a future one. But bringing us back around to this being at a crossroads, the book Atomic Habits is a really nice one to pick up and read at a point like this because it clarifies the steps beyond just setting goals. So spoiler alert here, the uh, crux of the book is really around, it's great to set goals, but if you don't set up the appropriate systems to 
be successful in the goals, then you're really likely to fail. And we all know what that feels like. We've all set a goal or maybe a New Year's resolution, and we think our willpower is just going to carry us through. And then, you know, a couple of weeks in, it, we're suddenly falling off the horse and, it, and we feel bad because we feel like there's some flaw in us for not having the willpower to overcome it. And so the, the book provides a lot of different tools that you can use to set yourself up for success for different different types of goals. And it inspired us. Uh, we are working on a course that's going to launch really soon that is really entrenched in that. It's getting clarity on our goals at the front end. Yes, being able to know what we want to do and articulate it, not just to ourselves, but to others in the cohort. And then to put the systems in place and have the accountability that we might need or the cheering on that we might need from a cohort to set us up for that success. Yeah. And as someone who is a self-confessed crap goal setter, reading Atomic Habits and then <clears throat> working with you last year, Mel, on at the uh, at the beginning of the year around goal setting, I realised it's not the it's not the goals. I have very big goals, but it's the systems and the processes along the way, and you know that that is that is such an important part. But again, I, I want to women get a lot of advice, right? And you know, I'm I'm really. I'm struggling a little bit today because I don't want to be another follow your dreams, you know, find your purpose. Because yeah, there's some Michelle, I got bills. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. So you know, I, I want to talk about you know conventional advice given to women. Yeah, you can put your own oxygen mask on first, but God, what does that actually mean? You know, I want women to stop and make the time to run their life, not have their life run them. I'm a sucker. For a motivational meme, you know, like oh, I, I love Instagram and I love it, but I'm going, well, okay. So if someone's telling me to follow my dreams, what do I actually need to do? Yeah, I, I know you're telling me to put my own oxygen mask on first, but three kids have got to be, you know, schooled at home. I've got a really busy job. I've got a deadline for a, a client meeting. And you know what? Thanks very much, but I'll put my own oxygen mask on probably at 1 a.m. in the morning. Okay. So let's step back here and let's say, how do we give you some control? The first piece of control is how do I want my life to? What does a life well-lived look like for me? Now, for me, a life well-lived is about work and about having impact and my purpose. And other people are going, Michelle, you, you live to work. I work to live. Work is not a priority. And that's okay. So number one is stop, breathe, reflect. What does a life well-lived look like for you? And then how do you, thinking about those apps that you were talking about, I use I use a really good app. It's called my calendar. That's it. And I've been very clear before. If it's not in my calendar, it does not happen. And Mel has been the recipient of that sometimes. We've gone, yeah, we must talk. Not in the calendar, doesn't happen. So I put everything in my calendar, including it is time to write my invoices. It is time to pay some bills. It, you know, it is time to take the cat to the vet. It's time to ring the vet to make an appointment to take the cat to the vet. You know, everything goes in my calendar because it is effort that has to be made. And then I go, okay, right. So there's all of the stuff and there's my walk that's in the calendar every single day. There's my meditation, kid you not folks. And then a rhythm occurs. And I, and I suppose the other part of it is knowing when you're in flow and when you're in friction during the day, knowing your own body clock and when you're at your best and what have you. But nothing nothing will take the place of prioritizing yourself and planning your time. 
And this is a good time to remind our listeners that episode 36 is a short one, a real quick one where you can get the advice of the I don't list. So that's where we talk about taking things off of your plate or in the words of uh, one of our favorite authors, Tiffany Dufu, things where you can drop the ball deciding to drop the ball. So yeah, it's great advice. Even if I did do some of it myself, I don't, I do not do stuff. So simple as that. What, what, and, and this is the stop, start, continue. What am I going to stop doing? So what no longer serves me? What am I going to start doing? The stuff that's going to enable me meeting my goal of a life well lived, including my career. And then what do I need to continue doing? Cause there'll be some stuff that you're doing is awesome. So think about that, including what makes you happy and really stop and think this is making me happy right now. Do more of it. Absolutely. Well, I think that's our crossroads show for today. So we will leave you with this. We would love to see you inside a career that soars. You can join us at a career that soars.com. And we always have different courses that are running throughout the year. These are live courses. We don't do pre-recorded things where we stick you off in a virtual space to be alone. It's important for us to do things together with a live cohort, because just like Michelle was describing with the book discussion, we learn so much more when we share with one another and we support one another, provide feedback on things that sometimes we can't see ourselves when we're so close to a situation. It's really wonderful to have that outside view. Join us. We would love to see you and we'd love to support you. And I'll just add to that, Mel, you should join us anyway, because we go beyond the conventional wisdom given to women and we help women develop the right skills to achieve the highest level of, of career success. And again, whatever you just define as success. And I, I will say right now, much of the advice, the conventional advice given to women about leadership is outdated, incomplete and ineffective, not where we are. We give you up-to-date, completely effective and complete advice. Love it. Okay, see you next time, Michelle. Thanks, Mel. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm Mel Butcher, and I want to talk to you about the Ascend Workshop. Ascend is a workshop I created for early career professionals who are ready to take the next steps in their career. The next step could be aiming for a promotion and salary raise, or it could be looking for the next step up in another organization. Together, we'll cover using emotional intelligence in the workplace, getting our communication on point, understanding mentorship and sponsorship and how to get it, and positioning ourselves for the next step. I'd love to see you inside the Ascend Workshop. Learn more under the Courses section inside A Career That Soars. This has been another episode of Lead to Soar, a production of A Career That Soars. You can reach Michelle Redfern at michelleredfern.com and Mel Butcher at melbutcher.com. Join us inside A Career That Soars at acareerthatsoars.com.